0: Three, two, one. All right, Julie, we're back. It is October the 27th, and I have to say the uh, interview that went live yesterday with Mr. Brent Gove has been a huge home run. A lot of people downloading it and sharing it and tweeting it and Twittering it, and I don't even know what other things they're doing to it. But look, the point (laughs) is is that it's a great podcast. If you guys didn't listen to that one, it's two hours, four minutes, or two hours is six minutes. It was the longest Uh, podcasts that we've ever done but people just loving the fact that we went in depth talking about really what it means to create long-term success in real estate and life in general Um, and uh, yeah you guys really have to listen to it so it's on obviously iTunes, Stitcher, it's everywhere where you normally listen to podcasts and all of our podcasts all you know there's 3,000 of them or something are available on our main website timandjulieharris.com. I know on um like uh, Spotify and whatnot. There's only maybe 300 of our most recent podcasts, but... There's thousands of more other podcasts. If you go uh, to our main website, timandjulieharris.com, with those uh, Spotify's and you know Audible, and we're available you know everywhere basically. They'll only allow you, those of you thinking about doing podcasts, they'll only basically allow maybe 100 to 300 of your shows to appear. Then after that, they archive them and people can't download them anymore. But if you want our oldest, oldest ones and old interviews we've done, and by old I mean maybe they're a couple of years old. But we've interviewed some of our top coaching clients who are also some of the top real estate agents um, in the nation. So, yeah, just go and deep dive into that. I get an occasional email or text from somebody saying that they've uh, essentially they're doing a, you know, they're essentially listening to hours of our podcast, trying to get their mindset and mostly their uh, business approach head screwed on straight and I appreciate that and we're always here to help you guys and remember if you are not yet a member of our free coaching program you can do so uh, by simply texting the word survival to 31996 text the word survival to 31996 and you will be texted back a link where you can just click the link and join our free coaching program one of the things in the free coaching program um, that you're definitely going to get on immediately is the real estate treasure map that's your fill in the blank business plan Obviously, this is the perfect time of year to be doing it. Don't wait until next year to do it. Now, this is not just some wimpy uh, business plan where you take what you did last year and you add 10 units or whatever. This is actually a very, I think, um, could be very introspective deep dive into your personal and financial situation. And uh, it helps you set specific attainable goals. You know, a dream is a goal is a dream with an action plan. And that's what the real estate treasure map is. So, just that's one of the many things you get as part of the free coaching program. In addition to that, you get a free daily semi private coaching call. So, just go ahead and text the word survival to 31996. And obviously, based on that survival word, you can tell we started this back when the pandemic Mm -hmm. hit. Um, But we're going to keep offering the free coaching program, so just go ahead and text the word SURVIVAL to 31996. And the other thing, um, after the Brent interview, we had a lot of people asking about eXp Realty. Brent is a superstar at eXp Realty, um, and we did talk quite a bit yesterday about eXp Realty. So um, if you have any questions, if you want to get started on your – maybe just – I imagine most of you already know about eXp Realty and the reason that so many – literally tens of thousands of agents are joining If you're wanting to learn more about that, and we've made it super simple for you, you just have to guess what text the word exp just those three letters to three one nine nine six text exp to three one nine nine six and when you do we're going to text you back a eleven minute video that basically goes through and explains everything about exp that is the perfect way for you to take your interest in exp to the next level um, and just be part of what is definitely working out to be one of the a global movement uh, for real estate agents in particular joining exp realty so text uh, exp to three one nine nine six so. Jill- Welcome to today's podcast. Yes,
1: absolutely. And I was just trying to... Uh, did you want to use that email in the podcast or save that? No, one? I
0: saved it because I wanted to read it. And uh, I was trying to
1: figure out where that is. I don't know that...
0: Uh, 250? I think that's a, I think it's in Michigan, isn't it? Okay, maybe. I think it is, I'm guessing. Well, so there's an email. Well, maybe that'll answer your question. Where the heck is that? That's what I'm trying to figure out. We need to fire up the Google machine and find out where all these strange places are because we may be answering a question. So we got it. Here's the an email... And then I'll let's just do find out where that is because now that I'm mm-hmm. looking at I don't know where that is. That's I'm pretty sure not in quick. the United States. Yes. Uh, hi Tim. You guys are. Uh, you guys have a great uh, podcast. Lots of great info. Thank you for the truth that we don't need social media and phone pros- and phone prospecting still works today. I'm curious of your take on consistent pod, uh, postcard uh, mailing. Uh, to a farm to generate business. All right, so I'm going to break down what, where is it? British Columbia. Oh, British Columbia. Okay, so a Canadian listener. So thank you, Terry. So let me, first of all, i want to go through a couple of your questions. Um, first of all, we are not, um, you, let's just talk about social media first. Social media has a place in your real estate business, but it is not the primary thing that you should be focusing on in your real estate business. Building a brand and doing all the things that you're being told uh, should be, you know, the big rocks you put in the jar as you know, the first big rocks. That is not the way you build a long-term sustainable real estate business. Social media is something that you might want to um, engage with after you've learned how to proactively lead generate and run a profitable real estate business. If you want to know how to make it so your real estate career doesn't last, but maybe 18 months, then do things in the wrong order and do the social media first. And then, you know, all the videos and whatnot, and never actually learn how to proactively lead generate or build a profitable real estate business, and you'll quickly discover that you're not going to be in the business for long. Um, and I, I think I have enough uh, evidence now to prove the fact that the average time that an agent is in business now is less than it was before 2000 and probably five. In other words, agents were able to stay in the business longer um, than they are now because what's happened now is there's just uh, obviously an enormous industry that's um you know, crept into the real estate industry. It's selling agents easy button ideas, and they're making billions and billions of dollars per year off agents, I'm sure. Zillow being the obvious one, and so if agents aren 't looking at their business as a business and running their decision making you know th- through a, a set of filters that 's designed to put in a position to help people and make money they 're not going to help many people and they 're certainly not going to make any money so as far as social media goes, it does have a place we engage in social media with our coaching business, but it 's not something that we really rely upon for any sort of you know you could say however you want to say about engagement all those types of words, but at the end of the day. Our main outreach for all of you guys are all of our coaching clients that essentially let other agents know about us. And of course, this podcast and things like that. Social media is someplace where we share those stories, but we don't expect social media to actually generate any significant business. And even if it did, the cost to generate that business would essentially zero out the, the you know financial benefit of doing it. In other words, we would have no profit because we spent all the money to generate the business in the first place. And that's the same thing that happens with real estate agents. So as far as, um, yeah, we'll get to that. You want to talk about it? I sneeze
1: <laughs> bless you okay oh. so the next part of uh, terry's email is i'm curious about your take on doing consistent postcard mailing to a farm to generate business and i'll kind of tee this up for you as well there's two different types of farms there's like your center of influence past client uh, farm with quotes around it and then there's a geographic farm So maybe you can speak to those.
0: Well, so at the end of the day, the geographic farming, it does work if the market conditions are essentially perfect. And by that, we mean you have to be in an area that is going to have a relatively high turnover maybe seven years or less, you have to be an area that's not saturated with other people doing geographic mailing. Okay,
1: stop right there for a second, because Mm -hmm. those are two very critical points that agents never, ever, ever, ever think about. Mm -hmm. Well, how do they choose a farm? They say, I want to have a pretty good average sale price, or I want to go up market. I'm going to choose a luxury high-end market. uh, And that's it. They never ask the question of, like, do people actually ever move there?
0: Right. You know? We have had coaching clients who have, uh, I'm thinking of Michael and Robin Gordon, for example, they're the number one agents on the mainline. They do they're gonna do about two hundred million in volume this year. And one of their main now they've been doing a direct mail for I started coaching them probably they're one of our original coaching clients. Yes. So this goes Tell back Tell them where the main line is. Not oh it's in it's it. in Philadelphia. And this goes back decades, right? So they're one of our original coaching clients. We I think I had my first coaching call. With Michael, probably in 1999 or something. Am I saying that right? I
1: think you're right. Good I was going to say 98, God. but I think
0: you're right. I have to think about that. It's like, oh, yeah. I, I try not to think <laughs> about that, right? Yeah. But the point was is that they've always mailed to this geographic area in the mainline, so they have decades worth of saturation. Well, it's saturation and then there's oversaturation. So let's talk about the difference. So people in the main line know their postcards. They spend a lot of money on them. They're, very, they're beautifully designed about the best stuff you could possibly imagine. So for them, it worked. Now, what happened was is they had competitors that started to creep in and started to copy their marketing. So every year, they'd have to update the designs. They'd have to essentially change the messaging. They'd have to do all this stuff. But to this day, the postcards are something they consistently do um, and they, I think, have some uh, pretty clear, you know, some good tracking to prove that they're actually getting business from it. Now, if they were to stop doing the postcards, would it make a, would it have a bad effect on their business considering the fact that they've got all these, you know, essentially this long uh, track record of doing direct mail in the postcard? and I'm sorry, of do, having been successful listing agents in that market? Would anyone really notice the postcards stopped uh, showing up in the mailbox? Probably not. So do they have to keep doing it? Probably not. Because of the fact, again, that they've earned their business at this point. But keeping that in mind, do look for, if you're going to do a, a direct mail postcard area, look for an area that has got good turnover and look for an area where it's not over uh, oversaturated with other people doing mail or, uh, mailers, which is often the case in a lot of the markets. Anytime you're in a seller's market, like what we've been in forever, um, agents are going to spend their money on just about anything. So finding a market that's not oversaturated with people doing direct mail is going to be very, very difficult. Yes,
1: I would add to this that the postcards will not work if you just do them when you feel like it or it happens to be in your budget. Sending out a random one or two postcards You know, every 90 days, and then the next one goes out six months later, absolutely will not work. You'll never know who you are, what you do. It's a total waste of money.
0: And so, this is the reason that we kind of steer you guys away from this as one of the first things you think about when you're, you know, creating your lead generation wheel. It's the analogy that we came up with, you know, forever ago, where spokes on the wheel. So, the spokes you want to put on your wheel, you know, a wheel without spokes is not a very strong wheel. And what most agents will do is they'll build this wheel, their lead generation spokes will be very uh, essentially fragile spokes so one of the spokes that almost every agent should put on uh, the wheel first but at the same time it cannot be your only spoke is going to be your centers of influence and past clients and if you put that on your wheel uh, first and then that's all you do you're not ever going to have a consistent business for a whole host of reasons. Most agents' business is 100% dependent on something that you can't depend on, which is centers of influence of past clients. You can't predictably say how many transactions uh, you're going to get from that every year because it's passive. You're not proactively going after the business. Now, should you, because of that, is it something not worth doing? No, of course not. We tell every one of our coaching clients how that be their first spoke, but it cannot be their only spoke, cannot be your only source of business. You have to have your other spokes being proactive lead generation. So here's what you'll discover. You're going to listen to our advice. You're going to buy our book, Harris Rules. You're going to become a coaching client. We're going to teach you very, you know, essentially cost effective ways to to, uh, build your centers of influence and past client list. Should you mail them? You can, but what you should really do is call them. And we give you scripts for calling them. And we want you to call your centers of influence and past clients every single month. And yes, you can leave them voicemails, but we do want you to call them. Calling is more important now because everything in life has become passive postcards, all these things you're talking about, Terry. Postcards, uh, you know, social networking, all this stuff. It's passive. It'll never be as effective as picking up the phone. Which I can tell by what you said, you understand that. And whenever, when all your competitors are doing passive stuff, it you should be, you know, operate the exact, go in the exact opposite direction. If the masses of agents are doing social networking and videos and direct mail, don't do it. Do what they're not doing, which is picking up the phone and doing the real work. And you'll find that you will get your your own unfair share of transactions because of the fact that you're doing what nobody else is doing, and it's not oversaturated. In other words, they're not getting so many calls from agents, um, essentially, you know, centers of influence and past client hunting agents, let's say. They're not getting a ton of calls from agents that are uh, using our scripts and whatnot, because most agents are going to be, you know, essentially, they're going to be lazy. They're not going to want to pick up the phone. They're not going to want to do the real work. That's the essence of it. So do what other people won't do, and you'll have what other people won't have. Um, and so th- do we cover her question? Yes. I think we did, sufficiently. Okay.
1: Now, this plays right into my next topic right off of coaching calls. Right. So talking about your past client and your center of influence, your own database, right? And we do a lot of coaching about that, starting with all of you guys want to know what the right CRM is. The right CRM is the one that you know how to use that you actually use, period. It basically all does the same thing. Don't get stuck on that. Bottom line, have a database. So let's just assume that they've got one.
0: Well, let me let me edit that just slightly. Sure. The problem with the CRMs is they've gotten so expensive. Mm -hmm. If you ask me what CRM you should use, obviously what Julie said, but really at the end of the day, like if you're with eXp Realty, they give you a great CRM. Most CRMs are way too expensive and way too complicated. And they're predicated on the idea that you're spending way too much money buying leads. um, And that's how they built their systems. If you do not want to spend any money and you're in the middle of nowhere uh, in the world where eXp is not yet open in an office, you know, and you don't get a free CRM in essence, you don't really need a fancy CRM. All you really need is something that's going to manage your centers of influence and past client uh, list, which you could use free software that comes on your desktop computer, for example. You can use all kinds of different things. You don't don't be suckered into believing that job one when you get a real estate license is to all of a sudden basically buy an expensive CRM. You know, that's the way people have always said that. Get a CRM, get a CRM. And that so why do I need a CRM? To manage my your your centers of influence of in past clients. Okay, well, again, you can do that on any software. But what again most of these softwares are uh, CRMs are designed to do is fool you into believing that you need to start dripping on people, right? You need to build out an email campaign to start dripping on your you know your centers of influence and in past clients. You need to do all that well, all that stuff has proven to not work. In essence, basically it's a complete waste of money and time. So be really, really careful when you're making decisions what to spend money and you know your time on that you don't get suckered into something uh, just because you weren't making you know f- smart business decisions in essence.
1: Yeah, I mean you could use uh, Gmail contacts. You could even use an Excel spreadsheet. Really, right. really, what you want is a way to keep all of your email addresses, your names, your phone numbers, and basic data straight. Beyond that, if you're spending a ton of money on it, you are buying a bunch of crap that you're not going to use anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't want to name company names, but they do like, you know, 20 different actions that you'll never do, you'll never need, and you'll never figure it out. And that's then you'll right. end up canceling and going back to what we just said. And <laughs> as
0: far as far as like, um, you know, software to manage your transactions, there's, I don't think any brokers around anymore that don't require that you use one of the institutional software programs like Dot Loop or, you know, something like that. So that's a totally separate conversation. But as far as a fancy CRM, Honestly guys, you don't need it and you never will really need it if you're running a really profitable business. The only time, again, I want to really emphasize this, see you guys see how this is basically a bottomless money pit for you. When you start buying leads, then you need a CRM to track your leads, then you need to build drip campaigns, then you just spend more money doing all this Mickey Mouse that really at the end of the day is highly ineffective and, and extreme, passive and passive and extremely expensive. That's the reason that when you're building the spokes on your lead generation wheel, we want you to do the aside from the center of influence one we want you to do the proactive spokes uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the proactive lead generation spokes first. Um, and that's where you learn how to actually pick up the phone and generate your own business. After you've learned how to and you've mastered proactive lead generation, if you want to start doing the passive stuff, go for it. But what you're quickly going to discover. Is that you don't need to do the passive stuff, and when somebody tries to sucker you into doing the passive stuff, you're immediately gonna, you know, you're you're gonna know it's goofy, and you're gonna know that you don't have to buy a business. You know, you're gonna know that you do not have to be dependent on someone trying to sell you the opportunity to maybe hopefully one day close a transaction because you can proactively generate. Uh, frankly listing leads every single day of the week any and any market any market conditions any interest rate no matter who the president is that's what we want you to have that's called freedom that's called independence that's called being a business owner
1: yes and related to that by the way is when you ask grizzled veterans you know people that have been doing this forever they've got thousands of transactions under their belt what would you have done differently they never say more marketing and advertising. Ever. They never say they more say? They
0: never say more branding. Ever. They, they always <laughs> say, basically, they always will say, I wish I would have taken better care of my centers of influence and in past clients. And they always say, I wish I would have drilled down and held myself to, you know, minimum standards that were all geared, are essentially all designed around listing lead generation. That's what they would have told you. Those two things. Because that's what's ultimately going to create the, a very profitable business for you. Because neither one of those things costs any money. They do require skill. They do require effort. They do require you doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. But the payoff for that is really, guys, it could be millions of dollars for you. If you stay focused on learning the skills and don't be suckered into people saying hey you can buy Facebook leads look I generated 5,000 you know Facebook leads with this you know thousand dollar ad Is't this amazing And if you don't know any better you're gonna go oh really that sounds amazing but here's the answer a big who cares? you know, you're going to have a bunch of sort of deals. Did you close from exactly? Why don't we focus on not just deals, not just dollar volume, but profit. This industry needs to pivot and focus on what really matters. So agents then can start building essentially businesses that are worth having and lives that are worth living.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm going to probably save my other topic until tomorrow, but I will do a little prequel for it. Go for it. So also related to this whole talk to your past clients and center of influence more, this came up on several coaching calls already today. There is a, an increasing frustration about lack of inventory. And I know you checked some of the markets that we look in this mm-hmm. morning. For rentals. And there's like nothing available in some if you are reliant solely on your MLS. Okay? So here's the thing. I had this conversation with some very experienced, both of them are brokers, okay? They have recently partnered together in Austin, okay? Both these ladies do Tremendous deals. You take,
0: don't, I, you don't just, want to say their fir- first no. names.
1: They, but they do take good care of their clients. <laughs> these are my point is that these are not newbies. These are not just like wandering, right. you know, you know, agents. Hapless, agents. Hapless, hapless agents. They know what they're, they're experienced. Okay, right. but here's the thing: in Austin, there is right around a one month supply. So seriously low, right? And the issue that they're having, and it's not just them. Basically, all of my other calls were just like this, and I'm sure you've had some too. Yep. And we hear about it on Premier Coaching as of course. well. Is that uh, here's it's kind of like a self-fulfilling lack of inventory. How many people say to you, I would move, but where am I going to? I would love to cash out my massive equity right now, but where am I going to, okay? So you have to be better at not just using the MLS. Tomorrow's podcast, we're going to talk about getting out of just the MLS. So I said to these ladies, if you got licensed yesterday, and I was your broker and your coach, and I said, when you asked me, how do I find inventory? I said, there are 13 different methods and you must do all of them.
0: Right. You wouldn't
1: think it was weird.
0: So the agents that are complaining about not being able to find homes for sale are only looking in the MLS. They don't. Frankly, they're doing a disservice, not just to themselves and their family for not making any money, but for their clients. And Julie's off to Premier Coaching. So Julie, thank you for the podcast today. Sure. Have have a great Premier Coaching session. (laughs) So um, yeah, that's it. So tomorrow we're going to talk about the 13 different ways. Actually, it's probably more than that now that you can find inventory. And these are not off market, pocket listing, stuff like that. These are just all the different sources of, uh, frankly, a lot of this is the same stuff we teach you guys when you're learning how to proactively lead generate. We show you how to go after these uh, these sources as well. So guys, here's the thing I want you to really carry away from today's, um, I you know, really from all of our um, podcasts this year and forever and even our book and everything we do. If you guys ever want to be truly free, free in the sense that you don't have to necessarily worry about money anymore. And Julie and I, in our book, we talk about the fact that what everyone really wants, in their heart, in their soul, is they want to feel that sense of freedom. Well, real estate can give you that sense of freedom if you choose, if you frankly make the right decisions. And by freedom, what I'm specifically meaning is freedom from ever having to worry about money. You, so the burden of having to worry about money is so you know present, omnipresent in our lives that we don't realize what a burden it is until it's not really there anymore. Once you've been able to essentially create for yourself passive income so that you no longer have to actually worry about money, I want you to allow yourself to feel the feeling of what it would feel like. And I know some of you are already here you know, experiencing this. So, I mean, you understand what I'm saying. Uh, but just try to meditate on it. Try to close your eyes. Try to just think about what would it feel like if you woke up this morning, you know that you have things to do. You know you have you have people you want to help. You have things to look forward to. You have all those good things. But one of the things that are no, it's no longer a part of your life is having to worry about money, having to think about money. You don't have to think about house payments or. Utility bills or college tuitions or medical bills or taxes or basically the income that you have coming in more than covers all your personal business and even, you know, everything you'd ever want to do in life. That level of income, you can create that in real estate if you're smart and if you don't spend all of what would have been your profit on tchotchkes, things that will never create any sort of. You know, return on investment for you. You're going to have to really, really become a somebody that's seriously drilled down. And I think, guys, I don't want to say skeptical, but you at least got to make it so that when you're making decisions with regards to who you're going to align with, you know, as a broker and buying business, you know, all these things you guys do, you've got to start being very rigid on who you're going to listen to. And you're not. And like, for example, even in the coaching realm. Use our website that we created for you guys, Comparacoach.com. Read the questions. Understand that we wrote this so that when you're interviewing potential coaches, you then can start discerning whether this person is just trying to sell you something, whether or not they actually have the experience that you assume that they do. Same goes with your marketing ideas. Same goes with direct mail, getting back to Terry's email. Same goes with all this stuff. You've got to research. Don't just follow blindly. Don't just assume because everyone else is doing it that they know it, that it's still the smartest thing to do. It's almost never the smartest thing to do. When everyone's doing social networking and talking about teams and talking about all these things, don't just assume all these people have done enough research that you should trust your fate to you know their collective wisdom. The collective wisdom of real estate professionals is when it comes to things like what we're talking about, is generally speaking the last thing you should trust because none of them actually stopped and asked what was my what is the goal that I have for myself and my business. And I'm suggesting to you, and I want you to, again, please do consider meditating this on, on this or thinking about it, is what you really want more than anything in life is the sense of freedom that comes from being rich. Now, let's define rich. You guys hear us talk about this all the time. Rich isn't some big tacky gold-plated, you know, all that. What rich is simply is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. When you have accomplished that, passive income enough to cover all your business and personal expenses. So you never have to worry about money again. You are rich. We talk about this extensively, obviously everywhere. You read Harris rules. If you want more of a drill down, it's available at Barnes and Noble and you know Amazon and everywhere else. But if you were to have a North Star in your life, if you're trying to say, okay, I feel like I'm being pulled a million different directions, which all of us are nowadays, right? But if you're trying to decide, where, how do I go about making decisions, you know, that regard regards to business, regards to making money, regards to helping people, you know, your real estate practice. What should you be having as your first and maybe your only filter? Is this going to actually produce a tangible return on investment in less than 90 days? And if it won't, don't do it. And by tangible, 10X, 20X. So if you're going to spend a dollar, you've got to make $20 back. And when you start having a rigid First level filter like that, what you're going to dis- quickly uh, discover is that none of the things that are being sold to you as proactive lead generators are going to meet that criteria. None of them. And matter of fact, Terry, with regards to the mailer, And all the other stuff, that passive stuff, the exact opposite is true. So uh, they'll tell you, for example, you have to do direct mail for at least a year, maybe two years. Oh, then after two years, after you spent tens of thousands of dollars, then it's still not working. And you call up the direct mail company and they say, well, now the new rules, you have to do it for four years. Well, you believe it. And the next thing, it's 10. And then you look back and you say, Tim, I cannot believe I spent this much money on direct mail. Have I been investing that money into rentals or the stock market or all these other things? During that same time, I had been so much richer. But what do people tell you? When you make money in real estate, the first thing you should do is reinvest the money back in your real estate business. No, that is not what you should do. That is absolutely positively not what you should do. The first thing you should do when you make money in real estate is you should take that money and start investing that, again, in our book. Start investing that once you know, your debt situation and all those types of you know first-level things are squared away you invest the profit you make into things that are going to make you passive income. That's what you're supposed to do. Don't just follow the same, you know, path that everyone else does. Well, I, you know, I'm successful in real estate. i have now been in the business for 4 years. I sold 25 houses. I got all these plaques and awards and made more money than I had ever had before. You know, maybe this year you've made as much money as you have in the last 10 years combined, right? You're in by all measures, you're having a great year. And then you go start seeking advice. You go all these different places nobody's going to tell you what I just told you, are they? (laughs) They're not. They're going to say, well, you need to get a CRM. That's 600 a month. Well, you need to start buying business. You need to start thinking about a team. You need to add 10 assistants. You need to add a bunch of buyer's agents. You need to start spending money on buyer. No, don't do any of it. Start focusing and never lose track of what your true North Star should be with regards to your business. And that is creating enough passive income so that you are in essence rich so that you can live free of the financial burdens that basically limit so many of our lives when you look at essentially causes of stress you know people drinking overeating um you know marital problems all these things that so that plague you know all of us into you know greater or lesser degrees right if you look at all those things how many of those things wouldn't exist if people you know didn't have uh, financial issues or challenges how many people for example over drink or overeat uh, just because they're trying to somehow uh, placate themselves or they're somehow trying to you know reward themselves, uh, overspend just because they feel like this is what I have to do as a relief valve or things like that. I hear this on coaching calls all the time. so do you guys. And if you think you know you justify doing things that are not good for you because you are so frankly, um, you know you're you're so locked in to this world of always having to stay on the hamster wheel. So give yourself permission to have a, a way forward where your North Star, your guiding light is going to be freedom, is going to be working your business to the point where you're making a lot of profit. And with that profit, you can reinvest it and then basically get enough passive income coming in that someday, not in the distant future, but in the near future, five years or less, three years or less, that you can actually have that sense of freedom that I hope you've given yourself the opportunity to experience, even if it's just for a moment, because I can tell you from having done this forever, you know, coaching and writing books and, you know, talking to when you are um, older and grayer than Julie and I, you know, Julie said that, you know, two things agents wish they would have done more is obviously taking better care of their past clients and you know, they would have done more focused uh, business on listings. All those things are true. But what's really true is every single one of them, and those of you guys who are in your, you know, maybe your 50s, your 60s, and your 70s, I'm sure 100% of you agree with what I'm about to say. The one thing you wish you would have done, it basically is done more to create Passive income, so you could have, you know, essentially not have to, had to work your entire life, or at least not had the financial monkey on your back the entire life, your entire life, and you could have accomplished that had you maybe been a little bit more prudent on where you were spending your money and who you were listening to. I hope, hopefully, this makes sense to you guys. I know it won't for everybody. I mean, I know a lot of what we say is going to be somehow offensive to some people. I get the emails, I get the texts, I understand. But what we want for you guys is we want you to be free. We want because when you're on the other side of that, when you've got enough money coming in passively that you don't have to think about money anymore, you have to think about it, but you don't have to worry about it, right? You're not living a transactional life. On the other side of that is a whole different you that you have probably, you know, maybe you you've sort of met passingly this other person, you know. But the reality of it is, is you're going to live a different life and you're going to allow yourself then to expand the way you think, the people you know, maybe the places you, you know, obviously maybe even where you live. Everything in your life goes to the next level. You deserve that. Guys, you only live once, you're dead a real long time. You know, that really is the bottom line. So why make it so that you have to stay on this hamster wheel forever? And again, why are you essentially making decisions that are not based on at least the idea, obviously helping people, but at least on the idea that it's going to produce a profit. And with that profit, then you can reinvest it. I know why, because you don't. Necess- no one's ever said this to you before. You've never necessarily thought about yourself like that, or maybe no one you know lives like that. Well, read our book, Harris Rules. We walk you through from you know A to Z exactly how to build your real estate business and how you can get to the point where you are rich, where your money works for you, you no longer work for your money. Now, will you stop selling real estate? No, you won't. You will still sell real estate. But when you make real estate commissions, um, when that money comes in... You, that, it changes everything. The context of that income is is completely different. It's no longer going to paying bills. Now when that real estate money comes in because you're living off passive income, you can go to donating it. Maybe you want to help a charity. I mean, we're coming up on the holidays. Maybe you want to, you know, all kinds of things. One of the things Julie and I like to do, we can't do it here in Puerto Rico because there's no Toys R Us's. but what we did in Texas and we did this every place we've lived. We've lived in Nevada. We've obviously lived in Ohio, is we'd go to the local Toys R Us and we would walk in uh, and Julie would, you know, we used a credit card and we would walk up to the layaway department and we would pay off usually all the layaways uh, in the uh, Toys R Us. We would literally, and, and the, lay, the layaways were usually for like 75 or $100. That was what we did. So we would pay off layaways. And we, you know, they wanted to take our picture, they wanted to do press releases, they wanted, you know, all this stuff. Nope, not interested in that. And sometimes the store manager would make a big deal of it, not interested in the attention of it. They wanted to do announcements over the loudspeaker, you know, over the store. Don't do that. We're not interested in that. We just want to sit here and you just give us, you know, give us the layaways and then we're going to pay them all off. One at a time, at a time, at a time. And sometimes we walked into Toys R Us, like the last time we did this in Austin, We were in there for like three hours paying all these things off. And then Julie and I walked out having paid off, I don't even know how many Julie would remember more than me, thousands of dollars worth of kids' toys. Imagine that. Those are kids, those are parents that we essentially have removed a slight financial burden of having to pay for their kids' Christmas presents. But all those kids are going to have presents on Christmas morning. I mean, that's kind of a cool thing, right? You can do so many different things uh, to really make a, a meaningful contribution to people, not just words but actually a meaningful contribution not just liking something on Facebook or you know throwing your hat in this political ring or the other not not stuff like that but you can actually go into a food bank and you can say like for example you know who knows what right you guys get the point it's unlimited there's so many different ways that you can actually allow yourself to become the version of yourself that you always fantasize yourself that you could be, once you remove having to work for money. The working for money part of your life is optional when you get a real estate license. It's not optional with virtually any other aspect of life, right? In every other aspect of life, you are limited about how much money you can earn. It's based on a whole bunch of you know different things, time in the business, you know what you can bill, all this other stuff. Not in real estate. In real estate, nobody tells you how much money you can earn. Nobody also tells you how much money you can spend, and that's where you guys get into trouble. That's the reason you need to start being your own financial advisor and start running your decisions through filters that actually lead you to the idea of making a profit. What should your profit be? If you're proactively lead generating, your profit margin should be around 75%. You make a dollar, you keep 75%. It should be right around there. Your business expenses when you're proactively generation should be a fart. They should be literally nothing. But that's not the way it is, is it? Everybody in this industry nowadays thinks that they're supposed to be, that it's okay to run a business, a brokerage on single digit margins. When did someone, who was it that said that's how you're supposed to be running businesses? And then the other thing, which is really amazing, is agents are getting into the business rationalizing it's okay not to make any profit. In other words, they're breaking even at best, mostly losing money and going into debt and their debts compounding every year because they have this fantasy that someone's going to buy their business or some, as my dad used to say, some big big eagles going to fly over and make them rich. That never happens. Guys, selling real estate does not make you rich. Are you listening to what maybe your current or head coach is telling you? Selling real estate does not make you rich. Selling real estate has never made anybody rich. It's what you do with the profits from selling real estate that makes you rich. And if you have no profits, you will never be rich. (laughs) You guys get it? Isn't it annoying how obvious these things are when you hear them when you hear them from someone? It's like, oh gosh. Isn't that kind of funny? I remember when Julie and I were discovering all these things, they seemed like so practical and obvious, but yet everything's was seeming so complicated before. It's because the people that want you to believe that success in making money and helping people is complicated. Are the same people that are trying to sell you their complicated schemes and their complicated gimmicks? and they're complicated, shiny objects. Those are the same people that are trying to make you believe you need to have this ridiculous, complicated web of things that are interconnected so one thing works to the other, works to the other. That's not how a successful real estate agent operates, or a real estate broker operates, or a real estate team operates. And guys, I promise you, if you all of a sudden start saying, will this, the, the filter, the first one is the profit filter. The second one is, will this make me money in 90 days or less? And if the answers to those questions are no, uh, then you don't do it. And then, like I said, when somebody emails you or calls you or texts you or whatever saying, look at this whiz bang idea, you just say, okay, well, can you prove to me this is going to give me a 10 X return within 90 days or less? They won't know what to say. They'll go, holy crap. You must listen to Tim and Julie. (laughs) Bye bye. (laughs) Right? That's what's going to happen. And that's what needs to happen because this business is a blessing Your real estate license may have been the smartest thing you ever did or it could be the biggest curse and the biggest anchor around your neck. It depends on who you listen to. It depends on the path that you choose to follow. It depends on whether or not you're going to be willing to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. It depends whether or not you are actually aligned with the fact that our highest and truest purpose on this planet is to be of service to other people. When you put all these ideas in place in your head – just let them, you know, plant the seeds and let the seeds germinate and then grow into something. You don't have to fully believe any of the things I just said, but you at least have to plant the seeds. That's what we're doing on the show, on our podcast, when you go to our coaching program, then obviously we're doing more than just planting the seeds, we're actually helping you reap your harvest. The moral of the story here, guys, is we're starting to enter into the new year. The stupid election is almost over. Thank God, right? No more of that Mickey Mouse. Then there'll be other Mickey Mouse, I'm sure. But for now, we're entering into a different phase of the economy. We're entering a different phase of this housing uh, market everything is going to start to feel noticeably different in 2021, some for the better, some for the worst. It does not matter what direction the market goes. It does not matter what the interest rates are. It does not matter. Any of the things that you're being told matter, they don't matter. None of them matter. It does not matter if there's a high unemployment rate because there always are going to be people that want to buy and sell real estate, always forever, forever, forever. And there'll always be a need for you know caring, competent, skilled real estate agents. You're just going to have to make the decision whether or not you want to be part of that new market. Caring, that's not so difficult to muster, right? Competent, uh oh, now we're getting a little bit harder. That's a higher threshold. Skilled, that's right there. That last word, that's where most of you guys are going to get knocked out because you're going to be so. Uh, wanting to believe that you can continue on this silly social networking bandwagon and that somehow is going to make it so that you're going to be successful in this new market the last market was mostly about who you knew and frankly um, who knew you right so it was a sort of a social sort of maybe that kind of thing it sort of worked because sellers we're not that selective on who they listed their houses with because buyers were not that selective on who they worked with because the hot selling market created massive FOMO, fear of missing out. And sellers were not worried about who they're going to list their house with because they knew the house would sell anyway. True, true, true. Right? Okay? Th- these are all true statements. In a new market, in a changing market, in an adjusting market, none of those things are true because sellers and buyers, for that matter, start becoming you know, really, really selective. You know, fact, fact check, correct. You guys getting me on this? So open your mind to the fact that this business, you have made the right decision. You are in the right place at the right time, but you've got to do the right thing. And sometimes doing the right thing is going to make you uncomfortable. You know, it's you're gonna, like I said, you're going to have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. But guys, please embrace this business. Embrace your life. Be thankful. Be grateful. be You know, show massive gratitude toward it, towards you. You know, people on a regular basis, by helping them transact, by removing the stress that they have from doing a real estate transaction, that's your job. Your job is to become the best version of you as a real estate salesperson. You are a salesperson. I am a salesperson. Anyone who's ever achieved any level of success in life, no matter what their industry, are salespeople. Yes, I'm talking about doctors. I'm talking about You know, authors, they're salespeople. They're trying to sell you on using them, sell you on listening to them, sell you on allowing them to do that procedure. Those are salespeople. You are a salesperson. Don't be at, you know, don't be at odds with that. Just be the best version of you as a salesperson. So... Rant over. (laughs) Hopefully this helped some of you guys. Hopefully it motivated you. Uh, This was not what we were going to talk about today. Julie uh, foreshadowed our topic for tomorrow. How to find the uh, hidden inventory is probably what that show will be called tomorrow. But do stay connected, guys. Do think of a, you know, again, we're going into this final stretch of the year. I need to make t-shirts or ball caps or saying something to the effect that, you know, 2020, you know, see you, wouldn't want to be a you, you know right how many of you are ready to have this year behind you i know i am Ooh, too much of a roller coaster right well unfortunately 2021 is probably gonna be very similar so we just we stay close you know we we stay on the same path we stay true to our north stars we trade we stay you know the north star obviously the you know aside from the the profit driven one we stay true to the fact that we're here to be of service to you you know and you're here to be of service to your clients we stay along those lines, and we stay, you know, vibrating on those frequencies. For those of you guys who like that mindset stuff, that you can't go wrong. No matter what happens in the world, you'll be fine. You'll be great. And you do it for long enough, you're going to experience a new life, and you're going to experience, a, you know, new opportunities. You know, everything's going to change. And frankly, there are no better examples of that than, you know, yours truly and my lovely bride. Right? Read our book. We talk about it. We came from less than nothing um and uh now we have a little bit more than something so you guys can accomplish the same things and you can do it a lot faster than we did because virtually everything that we had to figure out we had to learn on the job we had to learn from f- uh, failing forward you guys can just read our book and attach yourselves to us through our podcast and obviously our coaching program if you need me for anything feel free to text me directly it's five one two seven five eight zero two zero six. 206 512-758-0206. In the meantime, guys, I know a lot of you guys are at least EXP curious and you should be. That's the smart move. Text the word EXP to uh, to 31996. Text the word EXP to 31996. And do consider going and listening to the podcast I did yesterday with Mr. Brent Gove. I think you'll really like it. You guys have a fantastic day and we'll talk with you on the show anytime. Remember, you can listen to our podcast replays. Have a great day.